and welcome to another episode of Garage Game Day Sports. Happy Friday, everyone. Louis Longoria here once again. I want to talk the potential Super Bowl preview this week. It's going to be a huge game, America's Game of the Week. I'm pretty sure you know which game I'm talking about. The 7-2 Dallas Cowboys traveling to Arrowhead to take on the 6-4 Kansas City Chiefs set for a 325 kickoff. This is the first ever meeting between Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes. Sure will not disappoint. Plenty of intriguing matchups here across the board. I can't wait to dive in. So let's just go ahead and do it. Let's get started. <clears throat> this is going to be an insane playoff-like atmosphere at Arrowhead. You know, we know these teams only play each other about or every four years. And crazy things seem to happen, you know, every time. We always have someone teeing off. One of the receivers just goes off, has a big game. You know, we had the Miles Austin game, of course, back in 2009. You know, the 10-catch, 250-yard outburst for Miles Austin that just really helped break him out in that year. Uh, then you had back-to-back -back years, 2013 and 2017, 9-catch, 141-yard exactly out outputs from Des Bryant in 2013, Terrence Williams in 2017. So, for some reason or another, one of the one wide receiver in this game will probably break out and have a huge game. You know, maybe a 7-8-catch, 100-yard-plus game. I'm hoping it comes on the Cowboys side. There's plenty of weapons to go around on both sides in this matchup. I can't wait to see both offenses, how they operate, and see what both both defenses, what they can do to try and slow down these high-powered offenses. The Cowboys, of course, first in the league, 31.6 points per game, a contest. These are just two high-powered offenses, folks. <clears throat> it's going to get... I don't think it's going to be a shootout, you know, in the sense of like a 45-42, 38-35, something like that. I'm going to go a little lower in my predictions. We'll touch up on that in just a bit. And I do want to hit on some key matchups in this game. Um, quick update on Tyron Smith. Injury update. Um, was limited in practice both Wednesday and Thursday, but is on track to play on Sunday. So good news for the offensive line of the Dallas Cowboys. We have not been at full strength all season. Of course, Zach Martin missing the first game. And, you know, Tyron Smith missing last week. And we've just kind of had a revolving door. You know, Tyron Smith came in for a while. Lil Collins was suspended, so he missed those games. And, you know, you switched around to uh, Terrence Steele. So just, just some switching around. So hopefully we get some stability here this week with Tyron Smith hopefully coming back. We are going to need him because that pass rush for the Chiefs is starting to find their identity and uh, really come around. So we definitely want to keep Dak Prescott upright as long as possible in this game. Uh, everybody else that's on the active roster is a good to go. Uh, Greg Zerline was taken off the COVID-19 list earlier this week. So he'll be good to go. And our kicker from last week, Liram Haruhulu, remains on our practice squad so um he played well last week you know of course didn't attempt a field goal but was perfect on kickoffs as far as touchbacks didn't allow anything out of the end zone and five for five on extra points so um seems like we want to keep him around at least on the practice squad not let anybody swipe him up but zerline is back greg the leg could very well play a factor in this game if if some defenses make some key stops and we need a key field goal i'm hoping fingers crossed greg the leg will come through of course, still need defensive line help. You know, we're going to have the Cavalry coming back sooner or later. You know, according to Mike McCarthy, um, 
In an interview with SiriusXM, he gave an estimate of about three to four weeks for some of these guys uh, out. Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, still missing Neville Gallimore, Brent Urban. So we're going to have to wait for some more of these big names to come back. Um, our defense has been has been balling out, has been playing very well. But I'm very interested to see once we hit full strength how the identity of the Dallas Cowboys and and what kind of pass rush and uh, what can we what can we generate you know if we if we can improve on these things we can go from a good very good defense at times to an elite defense and uh, if that happens watch out NFL because with this high powered offense and if and if we get a defense that keeps generating turnovers and making plays with these guys out when they come back you know we're going to be that much more formidable um some quick <clears throat> just looking back at the at the previous games the cowboys we looked extremely efficient against the falcons just destroyed the falcons 43 to 3 behind that 29 point outburst in the second quarter that really put this game to bed the chiefs of course coming off that 41 14 romp over the raiders in vegas um but I'm not quite sold yet on Kansas City. You know, they've had some inconsistencies. They've had some issues. Barely beating the Giants at home. You know, they only scored three points in that blowout loss to the Titans. And then, of course, beating the Packers in a defensive struggle. But Green Bay, remember, was, of course, without Aaron Rodgers and was led instead by Jordan Love. Kansas City won that game 13-7. to But by no means did they exactly win anyone over with that performance. Um, of course, the Cowboys, you know, just... Showing out last week and a dominant 40-point win, of course, coming off, and I hate to even bring this up, but of course, coming off the blowout loss to the Broncos, you know, that's a game we all like to forget, and last week helped do that a lot, and beating the Chiefs in Arrowhead would for sure put that game behind us and treat it the way I think it is. I think it was an, an anomaly, you know, the way that the Cowboys have been playing. We've won every single game except that game and, of course, the two-point loss at Tampa Bay to open the season. So I, I really think it was just, you know, a blip on the radar. Every team seems to have gone, you know, by the wayside for one game. We saw that happen to Buffalo. We saw that with the Cardinals, you know. It just happens. So I think uh, I think this game will help prove doubters that are still clinging to that game that that was um, just, just a, a, a bomb of a game. So I'm looking for the Cowboys to really come out here and forced the Chiefs' offense into turnovers. You know, the, the Chiefs have really cleaned up the turnovers the last few games and they're during their three-game win streak, but they're still second in the league in giveaways. 20 giveaways, half of those are attributed to Patrick Mahomes. Ten interceptions for Mahomes, and like I said, he has cleaned that up the past few games. I'll give him credit for that. But as a team, 20 giveaways, they are second to last in the NFL, or, or second worst, excuse me, in, in giveaways. Trailing only behind the New York Jets, and that's not really something you want to take pride of, that you have less giveaways than the Jets because, well, they're the Jets. But the defense does want to capitalize on turnovers. You know, we need we need to shorten the field for the Cowboys, not just for our high-powered offense, you know, to help get them points on the board. You, of course, want to keep Mahomes and that offense off the field because although they've been inconsistent at times and have been struggling during the year, you still respect that offense. You respect Andy Reid. And, and what they can do, you know, the, just the plethora of weapons they've got. From Tyreek Hill to Travis Kelsey, you know, Daryl Williams has been playing well in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's absence. And speaking of CEH, he might be on track to play in this game. So that's another weapon at the Chiefs' arsenal that they would be getting back in this game. 
but the defense just has really flipped the script from last season. You know, we saw last season, you know, we would we would struggle generating turnovers and, and couldn't really cash in and, and make things happen. And, and here, just with all these interceptions, you know, fumble recoveries, and, and, and the Cowboys have just really been taking advantage of other teams. And they've just been able to cash in. You know, not just not just getting turnovers, but cashing in with points. And we want to make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable. You know, of course, second second in the NFL in interceptions. He's tied for second with 10 interceptions. So we definitely want to force him into mistakes, make him uncomfortable, not let him get through his progressions and hit Tyreek Hill for a deep bomb or hit Travis Kelsey here, his security blanket, and help them convert on third downs. The defense is definitely going to want to keep Mahomes in the pocket, not let him make plays with his legs, and not really let him break us on those big plays that, that the Chiefs can have. You know, Tyreek Hill, you, it almost seems like you hear it every other week. Oh, Tyreek, here goes Tyreek Hill, 60, 70-yard touchdown bomb. Or Travis Kelsey goes for 8 or 10 catches for a buck 20 or a buck 50 or something like that. So you definitely want to keep them in check with their big plays, make them try to extend drives and, and force turnovers and really limit them on third down. They are very, very efficient on third down. The only team in the league with a higher than 50% a 50% third down conversion rate so the Cowboys are definitely going to have to flip the script on that to to win this game in a tough environment. You know and, and going back to that third down both teams rank in the top 5 so the Cowboys are very very accurate as well on third downs and holding opponents to third downs. You know we saw the Falcons and the Broncos games holding the Falcons to one third down conversion. And that was late in the fourth quarter when the game was already, you know, a blowout. And in the Denver game, Dallas struggled on third down. You know, we, we struggled to convert third downs and we couldn't, we couldn't help but prevent, we couldn't prevent the Broncos from converting on third downs. They converted more than half of their third downs and it showed on the scoreboard and it showed on the field. So, uh, you know, third down conversions aren't the end all be all stat. But it really goes a long way in in helping to limit this Kansas City offense in what they can do, and of course wanting to give our defense a break and to plan to our strength, which is I I think as well as the defense is playing our strength is still of course giving Dak Prescott and the and this Cowboy offense a chance to do things with the ball. They were extremely efficient in the red zone last week. Five touchdowns against the Falcons in the red zone. Five trips to the red zone. Five touchdowns, extremely efficient and productive output from the Dallas Cowboys. I'm hoping for more of the same this week. And I I, I want to harp back to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, he's he's coming back. It's looked like he's coming back. He's been out since week five with an injury. Daryl Williams has been playing well in his absence, to give him credit. He can catch the ball. He can make plays. You know, catching it on, on screen passes, swing passes, and making plays, I think, better than CEH can. But but Edwards Hilaire, obviously a bigger threat running the ball. But that does give you a different dynamic with Edwards Hilaire potentially coming back into the fold. That gives them a two-pronged attack. You know, a two-pronged rushing attack similar to the way we attack teams with Zeke and Tony Pollard. And last week, of course, Zeke found the end zone twice. Uh, but as far as a yardage standpoint, him and Pollard definitely, you know, could have been more productive, but they still made big plays when they had to, especially on third down in the red zone. And in pass protection, we could be seeing them, you know, help out our offensive line with, with this uh, defensive front seven of the Chiefs that have been stepping up the last few games. And speaking of this front seven of the Chiefs that, you know, I, yeah, fear a little bit. You know, they've, they've been playing. They've got big names on, on defense. You know, Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark. 
and Chris Jones. And they got Melvin Ingram in a trade a couple of weeks ago. So you've got to respect the defense, respect, you know, what they can do and their ability. But I want to talk our our offensive line against the Chiefs front seven. And there are other sexier matchups. You, you know, you can go, you know, you can even go, even though they're not on the field at the same time, you can go quarterback, quarterback, Prescott Mahomes. You can go wide receiver versus secondary on either side, you know. Um, and you could even go Jordan Lewis or Jaron Curse or, or whoever's going to end up being on Travis Kelsey. Jordan Lewis did a fantastic job on Kyle Pitts, by the way, last week. Just want to give him a shout out. Um, you know, after that opening drive that Kyle Pitts had, you know, he had three or like about three catches on that opening drive. They really limited him, and Jordan Lewis was a big part of that. So I don't know if we'll see him on Travis Kelsey or someone else. That's another matchup, you know, to watch. But I do want to harp on the offensive line against the Chiefs front seven. You know, and of course, this is totally dependent to if, if Tyron Smith comes back and is able to be effective. You know, we'll, we'll have our offensive line at full strength the first time all year. And it'll be tested against, the, you know, this Chris Jones, Frank Clark-led defensive line. You know, and Jones can be a game-breaker. Jones can wreak havoc on an offense, you know, and he's likely going to match up against either Connor Williams or Tyler Biotish, who are our two weak links, you know, on the offensive line. So that's where Zeke could factor in here, or we may try to limit Chris Jones somehow and not let him get to Dak Prescott. You know, for the most part, this year, we've been keeping Dak Prescott clean. We've been keeping that jersey squeaky clean. In the eight games he's played, he's only been sacked 11 times. So, as well as our offense has played, you know, it, it, it is predicated on keeping Dak upright and keeping him comfortable in the pocket, letting him make plays. He can play make plays with his legs, too. So, even if the pocket falls apart, Dak is more than capable of making plays with his legs. But it's all about keeping him upright, able for him to hit his receivers, he was efficient last week. He hit 10 different receivers last week. He's getting all sorts of guys involved in this offense. You know, not just our big three wide receivers. He's getting both running backs, backup tight ends, you name it. I'm just waiting for the day. I'm waiting for the day, and hell, it might even be on Sunday, that Kellen Moore calls Connor McGovern's number in the red zone as part of that jumbo package. I'm calling it sometime, maybe not in this game, but sometime very, very soon. Connor McGovern is going to score a touchdown, damn it. He's going to score a touchdown in the red zone because I love Kellen Moore's play calling in the red zone. It's going to happen. But going back to Dak, <clears throat> the way he's able to get everybody involved, you know, and make plays with his arms and with his legs that's still just predicated on that offensive line, we've got to stop this front seven of the Chiefs. Nick Bolton's another guy. They're linebacker. He's a stud. He can get after their running backs. Ten tackles for loss on the season. So he's not afraid to jump in there, be aggressive, and make plays and just kill a play before it even gets started, you know, whether that's running the ball or getting Zeke or Pollard out on, on screen passes or, or the sort. Um, and like I said, Melvin Ingram, they got him in that trade. He's another big name that can make plays. So they've got plenty of, plenty of playmakers, plenty of athletic guys that can fly to the ball and really wreak havoc on an offense. So um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a chess match throughout this game between Mike McCarthy and Andy Reid as to who can make the better adjustments. Um, this could very well even be a second-half game. As far as much as the media and everybody's talking about the offenses, I could see this, you know, at least in the first half, kind of being a defensive effort. We've seen, we've seen the Cowboys, with the exception of last week, of course, that outburst in the second quarter against the Falcons. Um, the Cowboys are mostly a second-half team. And um, running the ball and setting up big plays and that, that – cashes in they're able to cash in on that in the second half um 
I could see this being even like a 10-7 game, 7-6, something like that in the first half, and then the offenses start rolling in the second half. And and we start getting somewhat, you know, some flashes of the shootout that we're all anticipating in this game. Um, the Chiefs love to blitz. They love to bring the heat. They blitz nearly 32% of all dropbacks. That's highest in the league. But on the flip side, Dak has the highest offensive rating and touchdown passes among QBs, according to Pro Football Focus, against the Blitz. So the O-line, you know, of course, they want to keep, we want to keep Dak Prescott clean and comfortable in that pocket. Uh, he can carve you, though, when you bring the Blitz, when you bring the heat. So the Chiefs might have to think twice <clears throat> about doing that, and, you know, we can use that to our advantage. If they try and <clears throat> disguise Blitzes or... They are a little bit gun-shy with blitzes, you know. Hopefully that works to our advantage. Prescott's able to find C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper or Dalton Schultz or Michael Gallup or or somebody else, you know, and make and we're able to make plays. And like I said, I think this game is going to start out slow. You know, it, it could very well be, like I said, a 10-7 type of first half before the offenses get going and McCarthy and Andy Reid are able to make adjustments. And then we see these, these offenses really, really take flight. I've got Prescott having a big game here. And I'll, I'll actually let up a little bit on the stats. Um, I'm going Prescott 311 and three touchdowns with an interception. I think he hits Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup snags a touchdown. Dalton Schultz also gets a touchdown. I think the Chiefs are going to zero in. Maybe not zero in, but they're going to focus on C.D. Lamb because Lamb has been having big games. When he's been having big games, those eight, nine catch, 140-yard games, you know, the Cowboys win those. So the Chiefs are going to try and limit him. Um, So I think Cooper, Gallup, Schultz get touchdowns. I think the defense gets to Patrick Mahomes twice in this game as far as sacks, and we pick him off once, whether that's, you know, Trevon Diggs, Jordan Lewis, somebody else, I don't know. But I think they'll get to him twice and pick him off once. I've got the Cowboys winning this game 28-24 not quite the shootout everyone's expecting but there will be some offensive fireworks in this game I do I do like the Cowboys in this game just how they're playing as a whole as a unit but for the entire season I'm just not quite sold on the Chiefs I know they're playing an arrowhead they're two and a half point favorites right now which is not a lot for a Chiefs team at home that is not a big point spread um I do like the Cowboys in what's going to be an entertaining game. Well, of course, it's the game of the week. It's being billed as the game of the year. And who knows, we may even see them in the Super Bowl down the road. And um, I, feel, I like the Cowboys here. I just like what we're doing from top to bottom on offense and defense and even special teams. Just the more consistent team. Um, the better quarterback at this time. I think Dak Prescott's play, you know, playing a lot better than Patrick Mahomes at this point. At this point in time, if you look at the cumulative stats from the beginning of the season to right now, in week 11, Dak Prescott is the more complete, accurate, better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. I think it shows. Uh, I think Prescott makes one or two key throws that help win this game for the Cowboys. I've got the Cowboys winning 28-24 in what should be a hell of a game. I cannot wait to see this game. And I will be back later this week to break down the Cowboys-Chiefs game, which is hopefully a win for the Dallas Cowboys my name is Louis Longoria for Garage Game Day Sports. You can follow me at Game Day Garage on Twitter. Like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also hear us on your daily commute on Anchor or Spotify. The podcast is back up and running, ladies and gentlemen. So please support us. Let us know what you think. Let us know with some comments and predictions of your own. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this game. 
and I'll be back breaking it down on Sunday evening or Monday to see uh, how much celebrating we have to do during this game. So I will see you guys later. Have a fantastic Friday. Have a great weekend. I will see you guys later.